This is Susie Shute coming to you with my very first podcast. Um, I am a business owner, mom of three, and wife, and I have a guest on to interview me so that you can get to know me a little bit better in what I do. And uh, her name is Christina, and she is my sister wife. No. <laughs> She's my partner in crime. She works with me um, in my company, and she she is helping me get this going. Um, she helped me set up all this confusing, really complicated equipment. So she's going to ask me questions so that I can comfortably answer and not listen to myself talk. All right. Are you ready to get started? Yes. Okay. First question. What is Nanomax? Nanomax is a company that I own. It's an online women's boutique. Um, we used to have a storefront. We don't anymore. And I'll delve into that maybe later on in another podcast and talk about um, storefronts. And I would say the complications of storefronts. But anyway, we run a successful online um, women's clothing company. And um, we've been going for almost six years. We started in 2013 um, with basically no money. I would say uh, about $5,000 that I had saved up. I was a single mom uh, on welfare, not making a lot of money. um, And I was working at a dead-end job that I didn't like. And so I started saving up my money um, for... Starting my own thing, doing my own thing. I didn't really know exactly at the time that I was going to turn into this at all. Um, This has turned and grown into something that um, I didn't really expect. So it's crazy. (laughs) What was your inspiration behind Nanomax? My inspiration behind Nanomax, I've always loved fashion. That's always been something that I've always been interested in doing. I used to sell purses at purse parties. I used to go into people's homes and they were just buying up bags like crazy. I didn't sell the illegal black market bags, but they were designer inspired bags that I used to sell at parties. And um, just the fact that women would just give me all their money and scoop up five to six bags a piece. They were just gobbling up like candy. And um, so I did that for a while. And then I just wanted to continue. I had a bunch of resources um, that tapped into the fashion industry. And so I knew that I could use that when I started again. Um, I wanted to originally, with my boyfriend, now husband at the time, wanted to start a t-shirt company, which a lot of people don't know. Um, And then I met with somebody who was doing t-shirts already, and he informed me I needed $50,000 to get started. And there was no way I was going to be able to come up with $50,000 unless I did something else. So I started Nanomax. Um, My husband um, built me an online website. And we had no traffic. I think I sat there and watched it all day. And there was like maybe 50 people that maybe, I don't even know if it was that many. But I realized I had to, you know, grind it out, go on social media, start a Facebook account, a business page. And then I started selling items on eBay immediately because I knew I had to have money coming in until I could get it off the ground until people would know who we were. Um, So... 
my inspiration was um, really honestly, my kids had to eat and I didn't want to take up another job. I've always felt like I was an entrepreneur. I just had to figure out what that was and how I was going to execute it um, and be successful at it. And to be honest, at the time, I didn't know where it was going to take me. I just knew my backup was going to be I was going to go get another job if I ended up not being able to pay the bills doing what I was doing. Um, but I always tell people do something that you love and I've always loved fashion. So I knew it was something I wasn't going to ever get bored with. So with that, when did you know you wanted to work in fashion? Um, so I never, this is kind of funny. I never wanted to work at a retail store. Every time I go into Macy's or another department store, I thought, oh man, they have to work weekends and they have to work nights and I'm unwilling. So, um, when did I know? Um, so when I was a kid, I used to make my own clothes. Um, I used to watch, um, so to back up, I guess my mom was in the fashion industry when I was super little. My mom was a model. She worked for a modeling agency um, for a local agency. And my mom was tall. I am like 5'1", super short. So um, my mom put me in, I believe, my first um, newspaper catalog, whatever was for, um, I think it was Penny's or it was the Crescent. I can't remember, which is now Macy's. Um, anyway, long story, they turned into the Bon Marche in our local area. I don't know if the Crescent was actually a major company, but anyway, um, it's now Macy's. And so I'm my first gig, I guess. So my mom um, signed me up to model for this dress in the Crescent. I believe it was the Crescent paper. Anyway, I hated the dress that I was wearing and I threw a fit and I cried and my mom yelled at me. She was super mad. <laughs> I was being a brat. But anyway, um, I started making my own clothes because as a weirdo that I was, I hated anything with buttons on it. And so I started making my own stuff. <laughs> so, and I wore the same clothes till they fell off of me because I would love certain things to death. And um, when I got older, um, I started learning how to do runway fashion. And I did that with my mom um, for the same modeling agency. And uh, they were gracious enough to put my short self on the runway, which was not common for modeling, but um, they did. And I had a ton of fun. I loved the clothes. I loved everything. My mom would organize and plan all of the fashion, sh fashion shows. And I would sit there and watch my mom and just be like inspired by that. Um, my grandmother was another inspiration of mine. She was always decked to the nines wearing fancy dresses and all kinds of things. And I never saw my grandmother in sweats and a typical like day wear, unlike what I'm wearing right now, which is like a Navy mom t-shirt and biker shorts, which is not fashionable at all, but it's Sunday and I'm doing laundry. So I don't know if that answered the whole thing. Or if I started to get into it, but I've kind of, long story short, I've always been modeling and surrounded by fashion almost since I was like five or six. And um, I actually did mannequin modeling. Do you know what that is? No. What is a mannequin model? <laughs> You're too young. <laughs> you would stand in a window like a mannequin and you would have to be frozen. Isn't that funny? 
And people would come by and like make faces at you. And like one guy took his dentures out. And yeah, it was awesome. But <laughs> I didn't like that part of the job. Every time my mom wanted me to do mannequin modeling, I would run the other way, but I did it. So would it be like in a store window front? Like the, yes. Like yeah. the big display. Like how you see the mannequins yeah. in the display window? It used to be called mannequin modeling and real people would do that. Or you would stand out in the middle of a mall and they would put you on a platform and people would just, they could throw things at you and they could do anything to you. <laughs> and you had to stand there frozen and like try not to move. And you'd start swaying because it was, I believe they cycled you out every 45 minutes or so. So you had to stand there I'm for quite a while. I mean, you got paid for it, but not my favorite part of that. Doesn't sound like it. Uh, so what makes Nanamax unique? What makes Nanamax special? So we are kind of a crazy unique company in the sense that we are like high on social media. And I don't mean like high, you know, well, I guess we are kind of high on social media. So we do live feeds like every day a week, except for Saturdays. Um, and we have a crew of models that basically give you what's called, in my opinion, a virtual fashion show. And um, Christina and I started this thing out of just like pure entertainment. Let's see what a Facebook Live is. And we were most likely, I would say, I am not aware of any other company, most likely the first company that started doing online fashion live feed shows. I mean, it's pretty much a show. And the first one was a shit show. And we can admit that there was a bunch of creepers on there because we had a really gorgeous girl. And at one the time, girl. we didn't have one girl, too. just one, just one girl. And she didn't rotate out. So she had to wear like six layers and they just had to peel off of her. And as they peeled off of her, you know, she was eventually wearing a bikini, which was, you know, she was covered. But yeah, there were creepers that jumped on and they were like, take it all off. I mean, it just it was bad. But I saw the potential in the amount of people that logged on and watched it and commented and the engagement was huge. And so I we built on that. And so what makes us unique, we also have a Facebook VIP group of some very dedicated customers and followers of ours that I interact with on a daily basis, almost an hourly basis. And they have, um, you know, I've grown to love them. They've grown to love us. And it's like this awesome relationship. Yeah, I would also say just personally, like Nanamax is special, not just for, you know, what you do on social media, but the team behind it, too. Absolutely. Yeah, we have an awesome team. Like the models, they're just as, as funny and personable in person as they are on camera when you yeah. see them in a live feed they're they're the same they're the same girls are the same people the staff is just amazing in general um with that what what inspired you to create a podcast um so my customers have been begging me to go live do live feeds all of our girls they do instagram lives by themselves and they stand there if i watch myself talk i start focusing on the imperfect parts of my face and i just I don't know. And it kind of weirds me out where people can be throwing any kind of insult at you and you just have to kind of sit there and either take it or try to figure out how to get rid of the comments. And it's I am an introvert. So it's kind of terrifying for me 
And at least when you do a podcast, you can form a thought, you can get your words out without like trying to read what somebody is saying. And I know most people have been always kind, and I'm not saying that somebody would be mean to me, but the thought that someone could be mean to me freaks me out, scares me, and I'm like, no, I can do a podcast because I can talk. I just don't want to watch my face when it's moving. And even when my son calls me on FaceTime, I still manage to stare at myself. And I know it's ridiculous, but I have issues. What do you hope that people will learn um, or gain or take away from this podcast show that you're creating? Like, what do you hope to talk about and um, have them learn from this? Um, I know for me, I so I listen to a lot of podcasts in the morning. I listen to um, a woman who she's on Facebook and she goes live every day. And she is like my morning coffee and I wake up and I listen to her. And I guess, you know, when I'm thinking of the things that they talk about and then what I feel like is missing, I kind of want to fill in those links. And I also feel like um, in my industry, there's definitely competition and there's, you know, a lot of people who, in my opinion, they appear to have perfect lives and I definitely don't. And I kind of want to talk about and, you know, use some comedy in my imperfect life. And I also want to um, appear relatable to an audience and um, I want to help people and I want to inspire women because in if I can do it with $5,000, I can start a company like this. There's no reason why you can't. And I know that there's a lot of women who want to be their own boss or who have to get out of a bad situation. You know, part of me and, you know, and I'll talk about this later, probably in another podcast, but, you know, I am a divorced person who um, had to make money to survive. And, um, you know, I want to talk about the dark side of where I came from, because I feel like I can help somebody or I can, you know, maybe motivate them to not have them think like they're stuck in a situation like that. Plus, I want to bring a lot of comedy because When I'm at work, it's probably the most entertaining space that I sit in, you know, 40 hours a week. And yeah, we get work done and we do things and stuff, but I am wildly entertained by the people that work for me. And I think, you know, a podcast would be fun. And I know when they're on camera and they're on live feeds, you know, they have to have a certain professional decorum about them. Is decorum the right word? Yeah, yeah, decorum. They have to behave themselves. And so I said I would start a podcast so maybe they can be a little bit more unhinged. And this is why we call it Nanomax Undressed because it's going to be one of those things where I'm going to let them be a little bit more wild, a little bit more themselves, but they're also super entertaining when they are like that. So hopefully that's in a nutshell of why I'm doing this. Well, awesome. Was there anything else you wanted to add to this one or just let we could just wrap it up so everybody thank you. Hope they watch the next one. Well, I know people want to know what a Nanomax is or where the name came from. So it came from my grandparents. Um, my grandmother's name was Nana. My grandfather's name was Mac. He just passed away this year, but he lived to 102. So that's phenomenal and amazing. And I'm blessed I got him in my life for that long 
but um, I was inspired by my grandparents. Uh, my grandfather was a super successful uh, entrepreneur. He started out working. He was one of the five people who started out at Cummins Diesel. And people know who Cummins Diesel is now. But back then, there was only five of them. And he managed to work his way to the top. He worked his butt off. And then he became an entrepreneur later on because he sold his shares. And uh, my grandmother, um, oh, and we call him Mac because their last name is McCarthy. And he's the biggest McCarthy. So we used to call him Big Mac. Um, so and then we just graduated to calling him Mac after a while. But um, the name mainly came from my grandparents, my grandmother's awesome sense of style, and my grandfather's entrepreneurial side of his life. So uh, that's what the name comes from. And I know uh, it sounds weird, and some people butcher it. And when I try to tell people what my company name is, they're like, say it again. So, you know, it'll be written on the podcast so people will be able to see what it is. But yeah, I guess that's that's a wrap. I don't. There's not much it left. It's a wrap. Um, if they don't, if if you guys don't know what Nana Max is or who it is, go check it out. You know, nanamax.com. Find us on Facebook. They can follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. All of our models have accounts. So hopefully, you take this as an opportunity to go check it out and get to know Susie a little bit better too. And look forward to the um more more shows to come. And if you want to email me with questions, it's nanamaxpodcast at gmail.com. And I will try to answer your questions. And um, yeah, the best I can. So throw them at me. 